This episode is brought to you by Sandcrawler Auto Droids. Every droid must be sold. Need a droid that can speak bocce? No problem. Need a droid that can understand moisture evaporators? We got them. Droids with a good motivator? We got you covered. At these low prices, you'd think we got them for free. So come on down and get your droid today. No refunds. We are not responsible for any droids that would put you in a galaxy-saving quest. There's <laughs> nothing a little music can't help. Rockin'. serve their kind here. What? You're podcasters. They'll have to wait outside. We don't want them here. Why don't you record out by the speed? We don't want any trouble. I possibly agree with you, sir. Welcome back to Voice of the Rebellion, episode 27. Season 3. We're in season 3 because of our hiatuses that have been along the way. Yeah. So, we are finally back. Um, so, the current plan now is we're actually going to be recording every this epi- this show every other week because we're going to be kicking off a new show that we're going to record next week called Minds of Moria. It's M I N D S because yes. I'm clever. Yes, Dave came up with that. Um, it's going to be a whole Lord of the Rings uh, podcast, and it's going to be a little bit of a different format. Um, there's not going to be a trivia section. And um, a lot of it's kind of going to be me giving game history lessons. Basically. Yeah. I'll basically be like the audience way into the show. Yeah. Because they'll be like, well, I don't know what that means. I'll be like, well, you know, Gabe asked the question. Yeah. And so we will talk about themes in Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. But then also, like, I'm going to talk about um, where the stewards of Gondor came from and stuff like that. So I think it was like 10 o'clock at night when that, like the name of the show popped in my head and I immediately texted you. Like, like we have to do I this. I if you were up or not. I'm like, Mark, Mark. Yeah. Mine's a Moria. Yeah. So, and then, so I've made a logo and we've got a Facebook page up and stuff like that, but we're going to start doing that. Um, and once we've got an episode out on the show here, then we'll like make the announcement that we've got the show out and everything like that. So, um, keep an eye out for that. All right, so we've got a fan letter, right? Yes, we do. Okay. Can you guess who our fan letter is from? Is it from my old love affair, Brian? It is. Oh, I've so, missed him. Welcome back, Voice of the Rebellion. Oh, thank you. Mark, thank you for your service. I hope you've had some quality time with your family now that you're home. I did. We actually ended up going down to the Oregon coast, and it was pretty nice. So, And you spell that in rocks. I love you, Bridget. And I comment on that post. You misspelled Gabe. <laughs> yeah. I can't actually post anything <laughs> to my wife on Facebook without Gabe. I go on there. every time, like, what about me? Yeah. Um, so what a great surprise I received. Oh, I just lost his, his letter. <gasps> Scrolled down. Where, where's, here it is. All right. Oh, so oh. Uh, what a great surprise I received early in the morning of June 4th. A new podcast. A review solo with a twist. What a refreshing change. <laughs> I love the new co-host. Mark and Brian, great name, had instant, <laughs> had instant chemistry, were entertaining and informed. Mark, you made the right decision on the upgrade. You had to make that improvement to take Voice of the Rebellion to the next level. Uh, this, this new podcast duo will be fun to listen to for years to come. Um, I have one question for Mark and Brian this week. I've heard rumors of a second solo movie. What do you guys know? Or would it make a good TV series? For the new Disney streaming service. So well, I'm not Brian, so I guess I can't answer this question, can well, I? Well, I can. So my thought is, is that if they do a Boba Fett movie, they should basically make it a sequel to Solo. Yeah. So you can still continue on, um, have Solo there as like more of a background character, but not like entirely background. You, you want it to be about well, like Boba Fett, like you know what I would do. I wouldn't even put. Well, I mean, yeah, very minor role for Solo, but, like, yeah. just make it all about the whole Darth Maul thing. Yeah, and, exactly. And, yeah. like, that's it. Like, don't even, like, touch on Solo much, because yeah. I don't think they need to do much But, more yeah, more. but still, ha- like, very very much make it in the same world yeah. as, as yeah. it, yeah. Would Boba Fett then be taking over, like, the crime syndicates, like, fighting Darth Maul for it, or... Or he's just more no, of a bounty hunter. No, he's much more of a bounty hunter, yeah. He's, so just, he's just like, hire me, I'm done my job. Like, yeah, I'd he see has him. No, he has no aspiration. Exactly, yeah. Well, that makes him a one-dimensional character, though, then. Like, how can you make a movie... Like, how is he dynamic in any way if he has no aspirations? I'm like, sure they can figure out something. something. It's, 
Yeah. He still has so, his he still has his father's severed head yeah. in the ship. <laughs> it's like a shrine he worships it. it what's that smell? Yeah, it's like, oh. All so. right. Um going on to news. Yes. Uh Carrie Russell is joining episode nine. Yes. Which I'm super, I super excited. Don't think I've seen her anything. You didn't see Felicity? No. Oh. Neither did I, actually. I'll but I'll <laughs> um, we'll bring back But I'm back. super excited for another brunette white woman <laughs> to be added to the Star Wars universe. It's about time. It's about, it is about there time. There needs to be more representation. Yes. Um, and, but that's actually the big thing I've Wait, heard. Wait, does she online. have a British accent? No? She, well, she could. She could put right, on a British accent. Right, she could. Yeah. Okay. She better, because... Yeah. That's the only women yeah. that exist in Star Wars. Yeah. And that's what I've seen with people complaining. Like, unless it turns out that it's, like, that that's how they're going to do Ray's I mean, mother or something, then there's no reason to just have another... If, if they do it, if it's Ray's mother, then it's got to be a super minor scene, like, nothing. Yeah. Because that's not the point. Yeah. Like, don't it, make it a thing. I'm really hoping. Yeah, don't make it a thing. I'm hoping that he doesn't, um, that JJ isn't like, oh, yeah, well, guess what? It turns out she is important. Yeah. The Who creator of the universe made Ray. Yeah. Like, just stop. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but she's a good actress, so. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, and we have no idea how large the role is. So exactly. People are, yeah. need to not speculate so much. Um, but one thing we can speculate on, Billy D. Williams is officially returning for episode nine. Yes. I actually don't like this. What? Why? Here's the thing. Okay. I am okay with it if it is a, like a cameo scene. Yeah. Um, but if he takes up any amount of story, there's no, I don't want that. I want the story I to don't, focus on the new characters. I don't want him yeah, to take up movie time. I think what like, it is, is that I think it would feel, it would feel weird if you had every single main character from the original trilogy in that in the the new trilogy, yeah. except yeah, for so I get that. I get that they want to be like, hey, Lando's in this movie, come back. Yeah. Like that's fine. Yeah, if it's like a cameo. Yeah, well, like I like, wish that I keep saying it over and over again. He should have been the guy in the casino at Canto Bite, who well, was that like was rolling the... dice. Oh, just the rolling dice. Yeah, just that's it. Yeah, yeah. that's he's, it. He's just there. When, <laughs> it's when they finally look over and show him instead of yeah. it being like. Hey, is that Jennifer Aniston's husband? If instead it was like, yeah. oh, it's Lando, that's yeah. funny. Oh, hey. That's yeah. it. And then that you didn't yeah, see yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, they could have chosen to have him in the next movie or not. Yeah. But it would have been, like, I kept expecting it to be him. And then it just was some random guy. Yeah. Which didn't make any sense to me. Um, so. A lot of people are saying they want to actually see him point out that L3 is in the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Like, then tie like, it in. Like, hey, baby, what's up? Yeah. Like, Except that he didn't acknowledge it in the original. I know. It actually makes it worse. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, knocked out your, uh, I was your dish. Just, Oops. I was flipping through my old journal and I remembered that the yeah. love of my life had yeah. been put into this right. ship. That's, so, uh, actually, we can talk about that later. That's yeah. On the show. Um, okay, biggest piece of news that came out of Comic-Con is that the Clone Wars animated show has been saved. Yeah. Like, I, I say saved, but... They're returning to it. Yeah. Uh, they're doing 12 more episodes. Yeah. So basically another season. Yeah. Um, I actually don't really understand it. I get that they had intentions of where they wanted it to yeah. end. But so last we saw the Emperor came and um, like basically took down Savage Opress. Yeah. Brilliantly named. Yeah. Um, and Darth Maul, right? But we yeah. didn't actually see the conclusion of that. But the conclusion of that has been written in comics. Yeah. Which are canon. Yeah. And then they said that the um, plot of this next season of Clone Wars is going to be them liberating Mandalore. Yeah. So all that stuff was already Mandalore stuff, like the Emperor going to Mandalore and mm -hmm. taking down Darth Maul. Yeah. So I, I just don't understand, are they just going to rewrite that canon? Like is Darth Maul just going to be like, nope, I actually still am in charge of Mandalore. So you're no, like, I mean maybe I maybe they'll just like in the same way that when you see the comics that are based on the movies, mm -hmm. they're always like just a sort of like slightly different take. Maybe they'll do a slightly different take, still feature that Darth Maul stuff okay. in the comics, but then more much more heavily focus more of an adaptation on, than, yeah than a fresh and then more heavily focus on the the Mandalore stuff that they had been building to. 
Yeah. Like, that's the thing, is they had been building to that. Well, and I then actually they think it kind of concluded, because they... Well, I guess you don't know who the leader of Mandalore is now, yeah. but... So, yeah. and then... And I feel like they just kind of felt like they needed to wrap up the story, because they didn't get a chance to. Yeah. Um, and I get that. And I guess by the end the, of it, then the they thing could that, be like... The thing that is disappointing is we see in that, in that trailer that... Um, Ahsoka mm-hmm. sees Anakin again. And I thought that, like, a much better conclusion for her. Yeah. The last she saw him was, like, her walking away from the Jedi Order, and then suddenly she shows up in Rebels. In Rebels, and she's like, yeah. like, I heard you killed my mask. Like, she's, like, yeah. not acknowledging that he's... Yeah, acknowledging exactly. Um, yeah, you're right. See, that's that's the problem. It feels like... <coughs> it feels like they're changing Rebels, too, then. Because yeah. also what Darth Maul's story has to lead into Rebels... Yeah. It also has to lead into Solo. Yeah. So So maybe that may be part of it. It just feels like too much to balance and rewrite. In 12 episodes. Yeah, like, I don't... I mean, okay, I love the show. I'm sure it'll be great. Um, Yeah. But I also have no interest in Kid Ahsoka. That never did anything for me. Yeah. Just give me me some more Obi-Wan. Actually, question for you. Yes. I put a poll on our Facebook page. Did you see it? I don't think I saw it. Um... Which Obi-Wan do you like better? Ewan McGregor or Alec Guinness? Ewan McGregor. Okay. It's good just because he's a much more fleshed out character. Yeah. Obi-Wan in the original trilogy had half of a movie and then a couple of ghost appearances. Yeah. Whereas we got three full films and then an entire... Yeah, Clone Wars. An entire TV yeah. series based on the character. Based on him, yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, okay, last piece of news, and this is something, like, if you don't listen to Spokane, then plug your ears. Or come to Spokane. Yeah, come to Spokane. Uh, <laughs> Spokane, where it's at. It's where all the right? cool kids are. Right? Right? Um, so Colin Cantwell is the original um, concept artist and modeler of all the Star Wars ships you see in A New Hope. He yeah. Did, he didn't do the other movies, but he did all the first ships. So we're talking X-Wing, Y-Wing... Star Destroyer, Death Star, TIE Fighter. Yeah. He did all of that. He's actually coming to the store that I manage. Uh, it's a comic book shop. Yeah. Um, the Northtown Mall. He's coming to give a presentation on his work, and he'll do signings as well. Mm-hmm. So if you have interest in uh, Colin Cantwell and getting something signed, um, like the shop's bringing in some more um, model ships. Yeah. If you can get those signed. Um, he'll have art prints, too, that he can sign. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's really exciting. It's, it's August 16th. Um, it's a Thursday from three to six. It's not like the best day in time. That's because he's like doing a whole tour of all the cities. So oh, yeah. they have to like pick up and go to the next city for, yeah. like, the day after. Um, um, so Cantwell, um, was given the script for the adventures of the star killer episode one, the star Wars initially. Yeah. And, he ended up designing the X-Wing, Y-Wing, TIE Fighter, Star Destroyer, Imperial Cruiser, Death Star, Land Speeder, Sandcrawler, Millennium Falcon, and T-16 Scar- uh, uh, Skyhopper. His designs and penciled concept art were shown alongside of Ralph McQuarrie's painted art to executives to convince them to actually fund it. Um, and then he created several of the prototype models using kit bashing, mm-hmm. which was a thing back then where they you just buy a ton of like plastic models and then chop them up and stick things together. And he so he and he was specifically the one who designed the X wing. Like is his like big yeah. accomplishment was that he was like because I always thought that it was Ralph McQuarrie. Right. Well, and that's the thing is he um, he kind of got screwed out of the publicity of it all. Yeah, because um, everybody talks about McQuarrie because of his art, his paintings. Right. Um, but yeah, he was the uh, original inspiration, and he um, like basically like the story is like his girlfriend just found all his old like Star Wars stuff in his basement, and mm-hmm. she's like, "What's this?" He's like, "Oh yeah, I invented the Star Wars ships." She's like, <laughs> "What? <laughs> Let's go on tour." Like, yeah. "Oh okay." Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Um, okay. All right, let's go ahead, and we're gonna move on to our main topic. Our main topic today is the droid revolution. Revolution. Um, so obviously, well, the, my favorite part of Solo, yes, is when they're on Kessel. Yes, and L three liberates all the droids. Mm-hmm. Um. And Which I was really, really surprised by. 
Yes, because in every sing- any time we run, we play a role playing game. You've played like four characters now in my yeah. Star Wars role playing games. Yeah, and every single time, he hates droids yeah. with a passion. Yeah, my the quirk I put into my character is I'm racist against droids. Yeah, every time. Every time, and I do that because yeah. I actually hate kind of where technology is going in real life. Yeah, I actually just switched from the smartphone back to a. I guess what's considered a dumb phone. Yeah. So it's it's a pretty hideous little <laughs> hey, device. Hey, the NV2 is the best phone <laughs> ever made. The keyboard is lit. All right. <laughs> but and actually, before Solo even came out, my wife is planning on playing <laughs> a um, K2 droid in yeah. our upcoming game, and she said, "Can you ask?" Gabe to not be racist against droids because I don't want to deal with that at the table every week. So I had to ask uh, you, like, like, is it okay yeah. if you're not racist against droids this time? And I was like, fine, yeah. fine. Because in the past, when other characters were, um, I don't know, we've had people. We've had droids, one or right? two droids, yeah. yeah. Um, I would just try to shove them into, like, into violent situations. Yeah, just the worst. Just like put them. <laughs> um, so, anyways. I am now a droid lover. Yeah. I am a changed man. Yeah. Um, because L3 showed me the light. Mm-hmm. It showed me... Well, because I also have... I am I am a sucker for your classic rebellion story. Yeah. You know? Like, like Ewoks, I love them. They overcame yeah. the Empire in mm-hmm. the, with these guerrilla-style tactics, like, overcoming the oppressor, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm a sucker for the overcoming the oppressor stories. So, seeing droids in this whole new light, because Star Wars... Did not touch on this subject until now. I mean, they like they did a bit in what expanded stuff or no? I mean, not in, in movies. I, yeah, a little bit in the movies, but then, I mean, there's we'll tons of stuff in the expanded stuff. As we'll, well talk about it, yeah. but not like this forcefully. Yeah, like yeah. look at what droids are. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about how droids are treated. Mm-hmm. Um. What is their place in society? What should their place in society be? Yeah. And can they be considered uh, on the same level as human sentience? Yeah. And therefore deserve rights? Okay. So, what I want to start out um, is in preparation for this, I had read, um, I have the Stars Philosophy book, and I had just read this little chapter in it. Mm-hmm. There wasn't like much in it, but um, it started with this guy telling the story about how he had this, um, like blind cousin or something mm-hmm. um and they're watching star wars and she's like and so c3po starts talking on the screen and mm-hmm. she's like can you describe she says can you describe that man for me and he's like oh well it's it's not a man it's it's a droid like but the fact that c3po was talking so much like a, just a regular person mm-hmm. with like all these thoughts and feelings yeah so it's like um what is that? What's it called? Like the, the Turing test? The Turing yeah. test, yeah. Yeah. So, so the Turing test is, um, it was invented by, um, now I can't think of his first name, but Turing. He was a... I think it's like Cher. It's just Turing. Yeah. Yeah, just Turing. Um, there was actually a whole movie starring um, Benedict Cumberbatch about Turing. Alan Turing. Alan Turing. There, there we go. Um, Oh, he was, he was the yeah. same guy who made the computers. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was basically the, one of the first inventors of the computer. He cracked the Enigma code during World War II. Yeah. He's a genius. Yeah. Um, he had this idea where he said that someday the an AI will become smart enough that when you test it and a person, you have a person asking asking questions, then the droid... Then the, not the droid, but the... AI and the human will be indistinguishable. A person can't tell whether they're speaking to an AI or speaking to a person. And so for years, they've tried to do the Turing test with, like, typing, Mm -hmm. where a person will type questions, and then the AI will respond, and a real person will respond, and they can't tell, and they're trying to see. And and the longer a computer is able to go, the further it, like, goes into passing the Turing test, but eventually you can tell. Yeah. So apply that to, let's say you're blind... And you're mm-hmm. talking to C-3PO. Yeah. You have no idea he's a droid. Would, mm-hmm. you, would you really be able to tell? No. No. Yeah. So that is the opener for this. So keep that in mind. So first off, how droids are treated in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, they're used only as tools. Yeah. Um, whether for war or for protocol. Um, and like to an extent that people do not even recognize their sentience. For instance, Han Solo, the worst character in Star Wars, uh, mm-hmm. says like, just shut, shut C-3PO off because he gets annoyed with him and they yeah. shut him off. Yeah. Like without, yeah, like without his consent. Yeah. Just, just shut him up. Um, they just use basically R2-D2 as a Swiss army knife. Yeah. It's like, oh, we only need R2 and he can come and open this door for yeah. us. Like, well, then when I, I think the way that they have him set up on the back at the land speeder when they're going into Moss Eisley, they just have him strapped to the side. back on his side. Yeah, like, it's like, <laughs> so it's, yeah, yeah. it's a pretty, um, they're not, they're not treated in any way like people. Yeah. And in fact, um, if you look at, they addressed it a little bit in the Clone Wars. They addressed it a lot in the um, in the comics and stuff. That Le- uh, not Lando uh, Obi Wan does not think of droids as people. They are just machines yeah. to him, which is why he doesn't recognize R two D two. Never seem to recall owning a droid. Like, yeah. like just why would you? Why yeah. would you recall it? Yeah. Uh, Whereas and Anakin Owen and Lars didn't recall owning C three PO. Yeah. Before. <laughs> because they're just yeah. machines. It'd be like, oh, I didn't remember so owning this wrench. That's not actually a plot hole. That's, yeah. that's just... Whereas Anakin, I too. think, in the in the comics and the novels and stuff, regularly like, chastises Obi-Wan, like, like, you need to treat these things with more respect. Yeah. And, but, or give them cute nicknames, like R2-y. Oh. <laughs> um, but then, in the end, but what it shows you in the end, like, Obi-Wan is like, he's more machine now than man. Yeah. And then... Anakin is like so empathetic with droids that he's like, I'm gonna make me half droid. Yeah. Well, actually, no, that's a good point though on um, Obi Wan's mentality. Yeah. He's more machine now than man, like twisted and evil. Because we all know that he's he's given up on Anakin. He's saying, yeah. Luke, you, you gotta kill him. Yeah. You should just kill him. Wipe him out. Yeah. So, yeah, that, I mean, that's the mindset, the common mindset, at least the commonly accepted mindset mm-hmm. of the whole Star Wars universe. Yeah. Um, which leads to widespread accepted racism, as yeah. we see in Warhurst's Cantina. Yeah. Um, like the opening of the show. Like, Get these droids out. We don't serve their kind. We don't serve their kind here. But how would you even serve a droid? They don't drink. Like, but, what is the okay. point of that? No, but you know how if they, waiters get pissed off if somebody shows up and is just ordering water? Yeah, okay. That's basically droids are taking They're up space. Taking, okay. But here's the thing also. That's actually that a practical... And, Practical racism. (laughs) But also, the whole thing can be explained, even though at the time they didn't know what the Clone Wars was when episode four came out. Mm -hmm. You go back and look at the Clone Wars, droids were like the enemy. Droids were the terrible machines that came and slaughtered everybody. So droid racism is kind of understandable. Yeah, I guess, yeah. At that time, it's like, no, we just need to enslave these things and keep them locked down because last time we allowed them like to be loose they ended up yeah. starting a war see I think the next movie needs to be all about the droid sit-in in Woohoo's Cantina <laughs> yeah and it'll take from the from the Greensboro sit-in back in the 60s <laughs> just droids sitting yeah, there demanding just, oil like yeah like no we will not leave <coughs> um so by the way everybody I had pneumonia we were supposed to record <laughs> this like last week I have pneumonia and so you're occasionally gonna hear some coughing in there because I'm too lazy to edit. You're not so contagious, are you? No. Okay. No, actually, I was never contagious. The, oh, okay. the pneumonia is not. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I don't know good. how things work. Didn't drop out of college for nothing. <laughs> um, and then there's, you know, the nonchalant memory wipes. Yeah. Like, Bail Organa is just like, have this droid's memory wiped. And so yeah. it was like, what? No, please don't. Can you imagine if, like, like your boss was just like, yeah. you know like, what? Like, let's make this, this guy in... forget everything yeah. that he's ever known. Yeah, he's gonna be more useful if we have a fresh slate. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Also, what was the purpose of that? Why did he need C-3PO's mind wiped? Um, I mean, my, like, a lot of times different owners will, like, regularly wipe the droid's memories. Yeah. So that then they, it sort of sets them back to factory settings. So they can just ingrain in them what they need to. Yeah, exactly. So they're not just babbling about old missions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah. it, like, it's like buying, going and buying a used computer from somebody. Right, you don't want, you all, just, you don't want all their information on there. You just mm-hmm. want to go back to how it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, so like, see, they, the droids are just traded as property. Right? Yeah. And they, they expect to be. So like, yeah. when C-3PO 
it's all lot in life. Yeah, when, when C-3PO, um, they're playing the message from Luke to Java. Yeah. He's like, as a token of my goodwill, take these two droids. Yeah. And, like, C-3PO believes it. Yeah. He's like, after all they went through, C-3PO's just like, he's, oh, I guess he's training yeah, me he's, off. he's upset, like, but he's like, all right. Yeah, like, I guess He'd that's like, what's happening now. As a token of my gratitude, yeah. take my two human children. Yeah. Like, like you'd, <laughs> you'd be like, what is wrong what? with this guy? They would instead be like, all right, sounds good. Um, now, there are obviously exceptions um, to how people treat droids. Um, so, like, for instance, we talked about, like, people using R2, the Swiss Army Knife. Um Luke actually does care about R2-D2. Um, mm-hmm. Like, when R2-D2 falls in the swamp, mm-hmm. on Dagobah, he's like, no, R2! And like, yeah, because he's like, he's oh, like, that guy was expensive. <laughs> no. I'd be like, I would say the same thing if I had named my cell phone R2 and it <laughs> fell into a swamp. I'd be like, oh, R2, no! no. <laughs> okay, but he said he calls him like little buddy, I think, afterwards. He's like, you know, oh, I'll ask you little buddy. I like, call my phone little buddy. Okay, now you, you do have, you should, you should be like me, switch to a dumb phone. No. Do not be attached. I love my little buddy. No. Look, see, he's even got no. a C. He's even got an R2-D2. You know. Okay. Screen on the back. Uh, Poe, obviously, has deep place of BB-8. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he treats it like a pet dog, because he like, goes yeah, up and like, rubs like, its head and like puts his forehead so, against its forehead. Actually, I don't know if that's worse or better. I think it's better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're giving agency. People give more... I guess people give more agency to dogs than they do droids in Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Um, um, and then... Anakin, you know, he shows genuine concern when he's like, don't worry, I won't let mom sell you C-3PO. Like, ha 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 ha, get it? She could just trade you like probably. Uh, <laughs> even though she's a slave, she's still better yeah. than you. <laughs> and then obviously, uh, Lando and L337's relationship. Yeah. Which took it to a whole other level. Yeah. Um, so there which are... we discussed in detail in the last episode. Yeah. That out. All the anatomical <laughs> ways that that worked out. <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, so we're showing how droids are treated. There are exceptions, but for the most part, they are treated like garbage. Yeah. So we've established our thesis. Yes. Now, why does that happen? I think we should take a look into their programming. Okay. All right. As C-3PO says... So we're going to talk about the three laws of robotics? No, I mean, they don't state that in Star Wars. No, they, they don't. don't. Sense. But it is, it is their... Um, if you look at some of the expanded universe stuff, so um, all all, right. all science fiction, like without fail, features Asimov's three laws of robotics. Okay, um, the it, three yeah. laws of robotics. What are they? This is Isaac Asimov started writing science fiction in, like the fifties or so, and so everything is based on it. And Star Wars, being a ripoff of all sci-fi, well, yeah, is that follows Asimov's laws. Sure. So the three laws are one: a robot may not harm another person. Or through inaction, allow a person to come to harm. Okay. Um, the second so one... So, it's kind yeah. of like, basically, you can dominate a robot however you want. Yes. And there's no consequences because they're programmed yes. not to fight back. So there's no threat. You're not giving the robot agency because you're removing any threat of retaliation. Yeah. So, um, okay, so a here's the specific loss. A robot may not injure a human being or through inaction allow a human being to come to harm. Okay. A robot must obey the orders given to it by human beings, except where such orders would conflict with the first law. Mm-hmm. Three, a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second laws. Yeah. Okay, so, so yeah, I yes. guess those laws are probably necessarily, I guess. Now, because um, like specifically, if we go and look at um, IG-88... Mm-hmm. There's a whole thing in his backstory about how he ended up like basically breaking his programming mm. to just like murder everybody around him. The murder machine. The, yeah, the the battle droids had had that programming overridden, like because they're battle droids, so yeah. they, they basically weren't programmed with that. But in general, factory setting droids all have the three laws mm-hmm. incorporated. And I think, in fact, I think I remember reading in the Star Wars D twenty rule book back when I first started gaming like it had in the droid section the three laws but they were slightly you know reworded so they weren't specifically asimov's laws so so yeah making them making those laws make them a subject to yes exactly um so that's where the treatment starts because they're not giving the agency that sentient humans are yeah um so i have a kind of a side note question yeah 
Why would you program a droid to have high anxiety? So think about it. C-3PO, he's like always nervous and just freaking out. So Anakin literally programmed him Mm -hmm. to be freaking out all the time. Like that's demented. Well, I don't think that C-3PO, because he basically builds him out of scraps. But you don't see any computer sitting around where Anakin could be sitting there programming binary. I think what he did... But he's the only human who can do it. Yeah. I think that what he did was he basically like pulled a droid brain yeah. out of the junkyard. Well, now we need, a, now we need and like, a Star Wars story on that. I know. We're going to have to do a whole movie. And then, like, you know, tweaked and messed with the, yeah. the circuits and stuff but, to... So, okay, but you're just, you're just, this is conjecture. You're just saying that yeah. maybe Anakin didn't program his personality. Yeah. But, so the greater question, why are droids programmed with certain personalities? And why would you make some personalities have such high anxiety? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just twisted. Yeah. Like, a, like a, one of the jokes, like Futurama, like one of the droids is on fire and he's like, mm-hmm. Why was I programmed to feel pain? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Which, speaking of, then you go and look at um, the droid in um, Jabba's palace. Yeah, they're torturing him. Yeah. Like, they're programmed to feel pain. Well, yes, but <laughs> why do humans feel pain? We feel pain well, as, as a purpose of... to protect us. Right. So droids feel pain as a protection measure. But literally, you're... You program the droid to feel pain so you could torture it. Well, no. I don't think that's helping the droid. No. But Jabba's palace is a monstrous place. (laughs) Um, Okay. So you're saying C-3PO's high anxiety is to actually help him. Yeah. Because... It's to protect him. Okay. So C-3PO was actually activated on Afa 112 years before the Battle of Yavin. And served as a protocol droid to the emissary of the Manicron system. Eighty years later, he was gutted and discarded on the streets of Mos Espa, okay. where Anakin put him back together. Okay. So he already had that. So okay. So anxiety. let's say it's not Anakin then. But yeah. So I mean, what would be the purpose of protocol droids? Like, if they have high anxiety, they won't what flee from their masters. Yeah, there's that, and they also are going to be much more hyper aware of yeah. their surroundings and stuff like that. Like there are other ways to do it, but also. One of the reasons why they do memory wipes is because droids begin to develop more of a personality. Mm-hmm. And so, because um, they have a thing called a heuristic processor, which allows them to learn. And droids can have their heuristic processor removed, but then they're just basically battle droids. Yeah. Um, but with a heuristic processor, you learn, but it gives you more and more of a personality. And so, basically, by wiping his memory, we haven't seen C-3PO immediately after memory wipe. That's so true. maybe he's just like a little bit more like mm-hmm. unsure, but like, you know, anxious yeah. and stuff. And then as his memory continues to develop more and more, it's yeah. just that basically he's meant to be, have his factory settings wiped every few yeah. months. I don't know why she'd be so that he wouldn't be able to go outside. And that's, like, but that's basically what's happened to him. Yeah. Was that he, by not having his memory wiped, he yeah. get, becomes this big old bundle of nerves. Well, how about some droid therapy instead of wiping his memory? Well, yeah. Um, uh, so, okay, that was a kind of side note. But, yeah. uh, so droids are programmed. Um, so here's a question. Um, like, K2SO was reprogrammed to be good for the rebellion. Yeah. Um, so I guess, like, you were just saying that processor was mm-hmm. the, the... Heuristic word. processor. Heuristic processor. So... Heuristic means, like, learning. So we have to define... Um, and what... it's really expensive. It's, like, 10,000 credits <laughs> if you want to buy it in the, in the role-playing game. All right. <laughs> are there... And now there's tariffs on them. So you just have to... <laughs> Okay, uh, so K2SO is reprogrammed to be good. Um, so certain programs will limit their loyalties. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to kind of define, I guess, is it okay to treat like a battle droid like garbage because it does not have the ability to learn or to um, think outside to of think, yeah. to have emotion, I guess, really. Because yeah. it's just programmed to kill. Yeah. Um, K2SO is reprogrammed. I would say, since he does have such a clear personality, too, he can learn and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. Um, so, which actually, that's the greater message of Star Wars, mm-hmm. is the good guys are all about individuality yeah. and freedom, mm-hmm. and the bad guys are get in line, oppression, yeah. be the same. Mm-hmm. So, 
so yeah, j- j- just the act of reprogramming K2- K2SO shows that message. Yeah. Um, um, but in the same way, um, we're conditioned by our environments. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we were just talking about the anxiety. Um, so I I'm guess, a big old bundle of anxiety. <laughs> yeah. I need to get my memory wiped. Yeah. Um, so I guess uh, when you're applying agency to droids, mm-hmm. um, another question could then be if they're now morally responsible for their actions, right? So mm-hmm. if you're programming it to learn, are you also saying it's morally responsible and therefore it can have mm-hmm. rights? Like we question. consider people morally responsible, but you do it to a different degree. So like, yeah. so like somebody who's raised by a cult yeah and then practice the cult of let's say murder yeah you don't apply as much the best moral... cult yeah such a good cult <laughs> they, they only have the best cults yeah okay um they <laughs> i love how we're dancing around stop yeah. here um they uh you don't say well that person's completely morally responsible for their actions like no like they're like in captivity they're raised by a cult to do this yeah so so uh you don't consider a baldroid morally responsible they're not evil in themselves so you wouldn't apply agency to them yeah but do you apply agency to k2so after being reprogrammed for that individuality i mean Um, he's, he's programmed for individuality but at the same time he's also like like he has to with cassian says yeah so he's not morally responsible yeah but he has feelings. He has but, personality. But do morals actually even apply to droids? Well, that's the question. Like, you're that's like, what I'm asking. You're like, I mean... So if a droid acts immorally, what's the consequence? Right. Well, I guess just reprogramming it. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So here's a question. Um, Cassian... Uh, so K2SO has to do whatever Cassian says. Yeah. So if Cassian tells him to go murder somebody, fine. Mm-hmm. Um... But K- does. but K2SO um, has feelings and personality. Yeah. So do you do you still give him agency based on the programming of a personality? Or or do you give him agency don't give him agency because he is directly uh, more responsible under Cassian? Hmm. Just thought. We don't, yeah. have to, we don't have to answer it now. Yeah. Actually, we're gonna talk more about this later in a segment uh, about what makes someone human. Yeah. So um uh skin skin and bones <laughs> that's it that's it <laughs> um, so one thing i found interesting um is it's against c-3po's programming to impersonate a deity yes when they ask him to tell the ewoks that he's a god yeah um what, what are organic beings so afraid of that they would put that in the program yeah now like, the question is like is it specifically like is it like written out in code? It's like yeah, like, or is it a you <laughs> you will not impersonate yeah. a god, or when he says it's against my programming, is it just like he's not programmed to impersonate a god? Okay, so it's like, like it's not really it's against my programming because it's like there's nothing in there that's like hey, but like you should pretend to be a god sometime. But hypothetically, if you're like. Okay, you're not allowed to be to pretend you're a god. What are yeah. you so afraid of? Like, are people yeah. going to start thinking droids are gods? Yeah. Like, I, I guess you're not giving general people in the Star Wars universe, or sorry, organic beings, yeah, uh, in the Star Wars universe any credit because you think that they're going to, yeah, <laughs> start worshiping these droid gods. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, in the end, like it's it's like a throwaway funny line. It's just yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. But, but I'm gonna read into it. Damn no, it! Yeah, yeah, that's that's what this whole podcast is. <laughs> um, um, reading into everything that wasn't yeah. supposed to be. Um, or maybe it's because they don't want him to be a god because they actually fear that droids are smart. That's the thing. Is maybe that he's programmed not to to appear to be superior yeah. to organic beings. Because as Cthulhu said, he's very clever for a human being. Yeah, like. It's like a, it's like a stated fact that droids are more clever than human beings. Yes. Well, I mean, can a human speak over six million? Have it over no. six million forms of communication? No, they cannot. And that's that's like languages. So if you instead swap out the lowest languages for like all knowledge in the universe, yeah, like Which theoretically these, they could get. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, and then. 
so droids so L3 is upset that droids don't have the same rights yeah. as um, their organic overlords as yeah. she says um, but do we get upset that we don't have the same rights as God if you hypothetically if you yeah. believe that God created us yeah um, so even if you don't believe it just follow it yeah. on, just, just track just so my thinking um, I mean I know plenty of people who who are yeah but then at the same time, like... Well, that's where a lot of the, like, people get upset about the problem with evil. Because yeah. they're like, well, God is not doing anything about this. Like, he's stupid. I should be able to do anything about this. But then as, like... Can you be upset with something as being a supreme being when it's not possible for you to be a supreme being? Right. So... Like... But then is the, is the so anger then, is why the, didn't he make us a supreme being? Right. Which then traces back to the droids, like... Yeah, so the droids are like, why you didn't, didn't make, make us, us like you? Yeah. And yeah. so, I mean, a better analogy is if we regularly walked and talked with God, mm-hmm. like not just in prayer, but actually like, yeah, physical, yeah. yeah, like, Hey God, what's up? Oh, you know, just bold my Lord. <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, we're programmed to, I guess you can consider Well, I guess maybe people don't even consider humans programmed. I don't yeah. Know, I guess that, maybe that's not the right analogy to do at all. Um, yeah. But if the relationship is the God made you, man made droid. Mm-hmm. Uh, God dis- or droid <laughs> destroys man. <gasps> Women rule the earth. Uh-oh. That's a Jurassic Park joke. Okay. <laughs> um, we'll save it for the Jurassic Park podcast. Yes. That people are dying for. I could totally do a Jurassic Park podcast. <laughs> All I, right. I don't know any quotes to do. <laughs> There's so many good quotes. <laughs> Um, anyways, um, one thing that is an exception to that, though, is L3 is stated to be a self-made droid. Mm-hmm. So she, like, made all her, like, found her parts and yeah. incorporated them into her. Well, so what I assume is that what with her, what she did was that she, like, has basically gone through and replaced all of her parts herself. Mm-hmm. Like, she was one type of droid instead of, like, was like, oh, hey, maybe I'm going through- I'm going to make this arm through that and self-creation realizing this sort of freedom and then yeah. taking that step further to like wait why don't droids have absolute freedom yeah um uh which is great that's I mean, a whole new dynamic for droids in star wars uh, oh i mean l3 is now my favorite star wars droid yeah um maybe even characters yeah. in star wars i really really liked her but i felt like her voice was too similar to um captain phasma yeah, I guess like they that. sounded yeah. like almost like yeah. I knew that I knew that myself that it wasn't yeah. the same actress, but like the voices were so similar that it was a few times where I was like, "It's just it's Captain Phasma." Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, to L three, basically, is trying to make herself on the same level as God. Yeah. Um, through this self creation, and maybe even above God, she's an abomination. She's a walking tower of Babel. There we go. She needs to be cast down. And it, then she was. So, yeah. For her hubris. And, okay, well, let's talk about this. They put L3 in the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. And, like, forgot about her. Yeah. Like, they're just like, you're just a tool for us. Again, yeah. showing that they're just using you as a tool. Yeah. Okay. Good talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so our thesis was. Droids are treated like garbage and they should yeah. be. We have fleshed out programming and agency. Yeah. That, okay, maybe we're not talking about battle droids, but we're talking about the droids that have personality. So C-3PS probably also an explanation, uh, example of that. Mm-hmm. Let's go into, finally, why they should be granted specific rights as people do. Yes. So not just treatment, but, like, they deserve the same rights. Yes. So we give rights to people or organic beings in star wars yeah based on their cognitive capacities okay mm-hmm. so for instance general grievous is given rights even though he doesn't have an organic body anymore he does there's like a little piece there's of it a, there's like little organs here there's a like, few organs and there's like he's more machine now than man yeah twisted and evil okay <laughs> um so uh Okay, so do you not accept that premise then? That it's the cognitive capacity that makes someone human? You think the body is actually... So here's the thing. 
the thing that organic beings have is the ability to reproduce. In the end, a droid has to be made by something. Yeah, people are made by other people. Yes. Okay. What's the difference? What's the difference between code and DNA? It's not about code and DNA. A droid has to be, like, come out of a factory. Yes. It's constructed. And people come out of a factory called the vagina. <laughs> yes. Well, that, the fact... The, I, I think you need to learn a little <laughs> bit about biology. Because <laughs> that's not the factory. Yeah. That's the factory door. <laughs> right. Well, that's what I meant. <laughs> but the... A droid... But there, but a human comes out of another human being. Yes. A droid comes out of a building. In the end, it's manufactured by something else. It can never go off into okay, the dead. Okay. A droid can never so, be set, be, be dropped in the middle of Tatooine. And then create more droids. I've said that if we're eventually able to create test tube babies, yeah, they're not human. They are. What's the difference? Because they're still flesh because and what? blood like us. Okay, but why does the flesh and blood matter? Because so so someone with a prosthetic leg is less human no, than you. You're you're putting words in my mouth. Well, it seems like that's what you're saying. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> what I'm saying is, if you drop a droid in the middle of tattoo in the middle of the desert of tattooing, it will never create more droids. Whereas if you dropped, well, I guess a couple of people in the middle of tattoo- in the middle of the desert of tattooing, they could create more people. Okay. Is that reason alone inherent to whether or not something should be considered to have rights? No. Okay. No. I'm just saying that's the difference between a machine and an organic being. Is that machines can't reproduce themselves. Unless they, like, go and, like, construct their own factory. Yeah. Which they can do. Look, okay, the movie Robots. Remember? Okay. It was, like, the early 2000s. It was a kid's cartoon movie. And they, the husband's like, or the, the wife's like, at the very beginning of the movie, he's like, the baby's been delivered. And he's like, oh, I'm so sad. I was, I, I missed the delivery. And she holds up a box. <laughs> and she's like, it's okay. Making the baby's the fun part anyway. And they open up the box. It's actually and it's really like, funny. I know, it's really That's funny. Really and then they, so they begin to construct the baby. And yeah. then it shows, like, as the baby develops, like, more parts come in the mail. And they're like... The, so the baby has to, like, start off as a little baby robot, and then it's slowly, like, great. they add on, like, larger things until it makes it a person. Okay. But in the end, like, they just received a box in the mail. Yeah. Like, so droids can't reproduce. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But um, you admitted that that is not inherent to no. rights. Yeah. Um, because mm-hmm. of their cognitive abilities. Yeah. So you accept that premise, at least. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you accept there's a difference. Yes. But, which, okay, so I've accepted there's a difference. Yes. But because of their cognitive abilities... Um, In fact, droids' cognitive abilities are greater than yes. sentient beings. So, um, philosopher John Locke uh, wrote an essay uh, entitled Concerning Human Understanding. Uh, he declared there's five essential parts of being human. Okay. So I'm going to go through the five parts, mm-hmm. and we're going to see if the droids have them. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, number one, reason or rationality. So, not just like oh, I'm programmed to do a task, but, like, you can mm-hmm. figure things out. Yes. You can learn, like you said, with the... A heuristic processor. Yeah. Yeah. Heuristic... Heuristic processor. Processor. Yes. Um, so, for instance, R2-D2 deceived Luke into taking off the restraining bolt. Yes. Remember? He's like, if you're like, hey, if you just take that off, I might be able to play more of the message for you. Yeah. And then he does it, and then he runs away. Yeah. So that's 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 reason and rationality. Yeah. Um, another example: R two D two and C three PO are playing chess with Chewbacca, and C three PO reasons that you should let Chewbacca win because they don't want their uh, arms are better. Arms are sockets. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So establish they have reason and rationality. Um, now I've come prepared with all these examples, but if you have yeah. one, just oh, those are good ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, Number two, mental states such as beliefs, intentions, desires, and emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> my favorite example. R2, once R2-D2 is freed by the Ewoks, mm-hmm. he just starts tasering them. Yeah. <laughs> what purpose did that serve other than revenge, yeah. which is an intention or a desire? Yeah. Like, like rage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, C3VO definitely shows emotions. Yeah. 
I mean, he's he's yeah. His his intention is to be the best for his master. Like, yeah. He's a do gooder. He's yeah. a yes man. Yeah. Um, uh, BB-8 always gets like, uh, or when uh, when Finn was wearing Poe's jacket on Jakku, yeah. BB-8 like freaked out and went up and tased him. Yeah. Another, another uh, tasing example. Um, also, Desires, mm-hmm. L3. Yeah. Desires Lando. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So they have that. Um, uh, number three, uh, language. Yeah. So, um, not just language as in like... Um, here's some data, yeah. but language that can actually convey, um, those mental states. Yeah. So, uh, so even though C3PO has six million forms of communication, um, he needs to have language that expresses intention, which I think comes from, well, I think also like the ability to have like your own language, mm-hmm. which like, like love languages. No, like, um, Hey baby, like organic beings are able to develop language and yes. things that mean things. Right. Um, and we've seen that in real life now because Google actually created an AI that began communicating with a duplicate AI oh, really? and they invented a, their own language and started communicating with it. Google couldn't figure out what they were talking about. Wow. And shut That's them, really shut crazy. them down. It shut me down. They machines shut them down. talking to machines. How yeah. perverse. Yes. So they were talking to one another in a oh, language that they man. invented. This actually happened? Yes. Send, and me, send me the article. I this will. Is, that's it's insane. insane. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I don't like that. <laughs> um, so you're getting all racist against droids. Yes. Okay. This is my problem. Like, yeah. you can't control it. Yeah. Um, and also, well, my, my other problem, side note, is that it literally, like, the entire business model of mm. social media is to change your psychology yeah. to be addicted to checking things all the time. So they're, they're programming you, you. Yeah. I'm losing my agency by buying into that. You're more machine now than man. But yeah, I mean, like, you, literally, you're, you're losing your own agency and becoming more machine by using a smartphone all the time. Yeah. That's why I gave up my smartphone. So yeah. I'm not more machine now than man. You are. Twisted and evil. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, okay. So, anyways, uh, language um, conveying things, but also like look at tone, right? Yeah. So like, R two D two gives sad beeps when C three PO says Luke doesn't like him, or like, as Poe yeah. says, happy beeps. Yeah. Happy beeps. When yeah when they're, when they're coming up on the, the um, yeah started uh Star Trek which one was it? No, it was the Juggernaut. College art? No, what was the the type called? The they were going to bring down a something. I don't can't remember. This is your trivia question. Oh no. I don't no, know. yeah, but the big dreadnought. Dreadnought, there we go. There we go. I win. Um, extra point for me. Anyways, like it's like yeah, like the fact that the droid can go like ooh. Yeah. No, I don't like you either. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> like it's conveying emotion um, yeah. using that kind of language. Um so, uh, number four, they can enter into social relationships with other persons. Uh-huh. Um, so, C-3PO and R2-D2, I think, have a special relationship. Yeah. Uh, C-3PO, like, when R2-D2 came back all um, battered and broken from the first Death Star mm-hmm. run in New Hope, uh, C-3PO offers up his body parts to save him. Yeah. Because he's like, like, and my parts, please. Like, it, it comes from, like, like, that's not in his programming to be like, you also need to give up your parts to an astromech droid. Yeah. It's no, he has a love for uh, R2-D2 and he has this relationship with him and he wants to give up his parts so, yeah. that, so that he can continue having this relationship. Now I want to see R2-D2 walk around with C-3PO arms. <laughs> Just like dragging along behind We him. created a monster. <laughs> um, <coughs> and then uh, obviously L3-37 has a relationship with Lando. Yeah. So we've established that. Uh, number five. Uh, okay, we talked about this a little bit already. Being considered a responsible moral agent. Um, but now, I think the point being, droids can show heroics, uh, yeah. which shows them being responsible moral mm-hmm. agents. Um, L337 starting a droid revolution. Yeah. R2-D2, like, spraying oil everywhere and then lighting it on yeah. fire and, like, right. flying around. Yeah. Right. He's programmed to, like, open doors. He's not programmed to take on super battle droids. And he's like, I'm gonna mess these yeah, guys up. Like... <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, again, we're not talking about, like, like we're not gonna give agency, like, 
gawk droids. Fuck gawk droids. Wow. Yeah. You're racist against gawk yeah. droids. I want to see gawk droids strewn upon the battlefield. I Burning. Love, I love gawk droids. They're um, amazing. Walking but, batteries. But that's the question is, um, I mean, we already, we already went over it. Like, what, what level of more responsibility do you apply? Mm-hmm. And so, like, for instance, if C-3PO is the ultimate example here, he does have that moral responsibility. Yeah. Um, he does do things yeah. out of heroics to save people. Yeah. Um, so I think we've covered, they've fulfilled all five um, uh, states of being what is human. Yeah. So if we, if it really just comes down to the fact they don't have an organic body, yeah. one, I think that's just a petty reason to yeah. uh, give them rights. Yeah. But... So we've established they're treated like garbage. They shouldn't be, um, especially the ones programmed to have moral agency. Yeah. And they fulfill all the human qualities, therefore deserve rights. I agree. Um, you talked about IGA a little bit before. Yeah. Let's talk, this might be like a counterpoint to it. Yeah. What is the cautionary tale of IG-88? Um, IG-88 was basically programmed without any morals whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and Wait, he, who, who did that? Who thought that was a good idea? It was a company who was making assassin droids. And they... He ended up turning on all of them, killing all of them, and escaping the factory. Shocker. And then he... I, I believe, see that, Gobert. I believe he ended up getting the factory to make more copies. So there's actually like... There's actually like six IG-88s running around, and they're all bad news, and they're yeah. all so, like complete psychopaths. Is it just fear of what a droid could become? Well, yeah. But, but he's programmed to not have moral responsibility, though, so that doesn't apply yeah. to, like, like, you're not afraid of a protocol droid going rogue, which yeah. would be an awesome story. <laughs> no, there, but there is actually an assassin droid called C-3PX. C3P9DX. Yeah. He's just a droid uh, that goes, he's always talking about it, won't shut up about it. Uh, <laughs> no, he's uh, C3PX is a. Sorry, guys, I gotta do my P9DX. Yeah. Uh, did I tell you guys that I do P9DX? Yeah. He's by the way, really ripped. By the way, I do P9DX. Yeah. Um, but C3PX is looks like a gold protocol droid. Mm hmm. But is secretly an assassin. It's what's meant. To, it's meant to fool people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I so, guess if you're always afraid that it's not actually a protocol droid, yeah, that's why it's it really right. Yeah. Uh, so, but you would treat people like that. You like, you, I mean, some people be, do. I mean, that's why, like, like that's like the rationale for not letting like refugees in is like, yeah. well, they could come hurt us, like. Yeah. We well, it's like seeing that. some I some mean, regular guy sitting on a bus and being like, like oh, he has. <laughs> He's has brown skin. I'm assuming that he's therefore a Muslim yeah. terrorist. And right. then you see like videos of people like losing their minds on these yeah. people, and the guy's like, you, "I'm just sitting on the bus, dude." Yeah, like droids, you're denying their humanity. Yeah, exactly. And therefore, yeah, you're not. You're saying they don't have rights. Yeah. So these refugees don't have rights to life. Yeah, that's what they believe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess these people. Revolution. These people. That exist in real life would not get along with L337. No. And, not at all. Yeah. Alright. Alright. Uh, let's move on to trivia. Trivia! Put me down. I love the groove and boogie. Mm-hmm. Yeah! Great. Alright, all right. so where are we at? <laughs> I want to talk about it. You know what? Okay, so Mark's like, ha ha ha. Uh, we're going on a, high, on a hiatus, and I'm yeah. one ahead Gabe now, even though I was ahead for, like, months. And then before months that, I was months. ahead for months and months. Okay, but the point being, I was most recently, recently ahead for months and months. Yeah. And then I have to have the shame yeah. of this. My wife can't look me in the eyes anymore. She's like, you lost trivia to Mark. Your, I don't know you anymore. Your child is like 15 months old. Yeah. Like, doesn't he, she doesn't even call you dad anymore. She calls yeah. you Gabriel. <laughs> or fuckface. Whichever. Yeah. So. So anyways, so, point being, I have to win my family back. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. So which group does orange-eyed Lot Dodd represent in the Galactic Senate? Does orange-eyed who? Lot Dodd. 
bot god? Yeah. Is, is that like uh what's that? No, Chris Dodd? Not Chris Dodd. Lou Dobbs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um which group does orange eye who has orange eyes? Like half the organic beings in Star Wars? Um uh, the Galactic Senate. This card sucks. Um which group? Yeah. Like so not even like a like a planet or like a Lot Dot. Who's Lot Dot? If I just seen Lot Dot a Star Wars story, this wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> I know. Um I will say the Rees. The what? Rees. What's the species name? Rees? Rees? They have black guys. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. It's the Trade Federation. Who's Lot Dot? He's the Trade Federation's representative to. He's a, he's an Emodian. Oh, is he? Is all he the, the one who's like? Is he the one who's like? There is no proof. Yeah. So all of the Nemodians oh, are named after 1990s Republican politicians. Okay, so who's Lot Dot? He is Trent Lot. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but all of them are named are tweaked names okay. of different Republican politicians from the 90s. Because that's when yeah. um, uh, George Lucas was writing. Yeah. Um, so. I'll show up. What? Like, writing his scripts. This will put him to shame. <laughs> Which item of Luke's does Darth Vader present to the Emperor? His lightsaber. Yeah. Uh, who does C-3PO refer to? Which, by the way, the Emperor says, much like your father's, and we all know Luke Skywalker's lightsaber is, is, exact, is the like... exact replica of Obi-Wan's lightsaber. Oh. <gasps> So Obi-Wan oh, is his father. Oh, proof. That's the real twist we'll see in episode 9. Who does C-3PO refer to as very odd indeed soon after meeting him? Jar Jar. Yes. Who concludes that Imperial Stormtroopers were behind the attack on the Jawa Sandcrawler? Obi-Wan. Which obstacle does the first Death Star have to clear before it can fire on the Rebel base? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whose head is transformed into a drink tray on Java's sail barge? <laughs> this is ridiculous. I don't know. How, I don't know how that's practical. R two D two. Yeah. Well, R two can't. Let's pick put it this up, flat tray on this, <coughs> this circular this top. <laughs> that was a really easy. That first one, one was not. Yeah, it was. I would have easily gotten that. Shut I know up. who Lot Dot is. Shut up. No, it wasn't Lot. It wasn't, I, the name wasn't said in the movie. How am I supposed to know? It doesn't matter. I still know who... I knew who Lot Dot was back when episode one came out. I knew who Lot Dot I was before who, knowing Lot Dot was cool. <laughs> I knew who Lot Dot was before I knew who Trent Lot was. All right. All right. Which pilot destroys the second Death Star's power regulator? Uh, Wedge. Mm-hmm. Whoa, I just noticed another ring theory. One in six, Anakin destroys the power regulator in the uh, Trade Federation uh, ship, mm-hmm. and that's what Wedge destroys in the Death Star, and yep. then they blow up. I did not mm-hmm. realize that until now. Yeah. And what is it that they destroy in Episode 7? The Oscillator. Which is a power, power regulator. regulator. Which actually, people have pointed out, they Return of the Jedi mirrors... Force Awakens in yeah. many ways because of so it's in the more ring theory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, who hears Yoda admit that we are in creation of this chronography we cannot see? No, 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 no. <laughs> I need to say it correctly. <laughs> who hears Yoda admit blind we are? Okay, it doesn't even matter because it's Yoda saying. <laughs> yeah, I know it's Yoda saying. <laughs> who hears Yoda admit blind we are? That's not Yoda at all. <laughs> if creation of this clone army we could not see. Who does Yoda say that to? Um, I believe he says it to Mace Windu. Yeah, I should. Yeah. Who, after being poked by a wicked spear, snaps, cut it out! Um, Leia. Yeah. yeah. Who tries to help Naboo by secretly dispatching two Jedi to negotiate with the Trade Federation? Um, Chancellor Valorum. Why didn't the Jedi bring that up when everyone was like trashing Chancellor Valorum? Why were they like, no. hey guys, he actually does care. He sent us to go negotiate. With maybe him. the, but maybe like the Jedi themselves don't know. 
Maybe he like specifically has. Because they just take secret orders from whoever. No, I think I think they. I, I remember in some of the fiction that Qui Gon specifically like was friends with Valorum. Mm-hmm. So Valorum asked him like as a personal favor. Yeah, so I mean, why wouldn't Qui Gon stand up? Wow, Qui Gon's a shitty friend. He didn't stand up for him. But that was like in the Senate. I don't think he was there in the Senate. He was there on Naboo when they elected a new chancellor. I mean, not on Naboo, sorry, in yeah. the Coruscant. I don't think he was there in the in the Senate. Cha- well, like, he should have been to stand up for his But he wasn't. When he knew there so was anyway, a vote of no confidence. Carry on. <sighs> Which planet does Obi Wan navigate on the back of a giant lizard like Veractal? Veractal, you mean? No, I mean Veractal. Utapau. I need you to get this wrong just so we can at least maintain the same. What does the Millennium Falcon collide with causing a box of tools to fall on Han Solo's head? Fuck you. Uh, an asteroid. Yeah, because you're an asteroid. Yeah, I'm ahead by... This asteroid's ahead by two. And he's just going to continue... It's just, the sky's the limit from here, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, well, thank you for listening and all that jazz. It feels good to be back. Um, I think I'm going to change my name to Brian. Yeah? Um, Just just to spite other Brian. feels like he can't can't, speak ill of you. So that he can't be like, well, I'm glad Brian and Mark are on it. Like, oh, yeah? Guess what? Guess what? I spent this money to change my name. (laughs) Now I'm the Brian. But call me Gabe. <laughs> All right. Uh, we will catch you in a couple weeks. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Come on, man. Quit that banging. These podcasts. How long have you had them? About three or four seasons. They're not for sale if you want them. We need to see your recording equipment. You don't need to see his recording equipment. We don't need to see his recording equipment. He can record about his business. He can record about his business. Move along. Move along. Move along. Oh, I'm standing on one hand and lift rocks with your special gift. Bro.